I really just want to appreciate that. Amen. So this morning, we are going to start a series called Self-Love. We are going to be looking at, you know, the importance of just having a very healthy love for yourself because that's the basis for loving other people. So we are going to have three in the series. Uh, today we're going to do the subtitle, Me, Myself, and I. So that's the first one that we are going to do today, Me, Myself, and I. And then next week we are going to look at uh, what is self-love. So today we are going to debunk some of the things that people think is self-love, but they are actually not self-love. And then next week we are going to look at what is self-love, and we called that uh, subtitle, you know, we called it, it is what it is. And then we're going to look at uh, some of the practical things that we can do when we love, we love, each, uh, we love ourselves. You know, so we're going to look at uh, me and my God. So let's start this morning with uh, me, myself, and I. Something that I forgot, if you are here this morning and you know of the lady that passed away, would you mind to just come and see me after the service? so that we can get a little bit of more details, so that maybe we, the best we can do today is to just call the parents and, uh, you know, uh, just speak to them about, about that. It would have really been nice because obviously she's got friends. Here in Pretoria, we were going to do a memorial service here. I don't know, maybe we could do it after the, after the, the burial, which is today. So we will have to, um, to find out about that. Okay, so today, as we start our series, we are going to expose some of the wrong notions, you know, about love. You know, uh, health, self, health self-love is something beautiful, it's something good, but most of what we call self-love is actually something else. It is actually not self-love. Actually, most of it borders between pride and arrogance. You know? And most of what we call self-love, many times, it is against godliness. And sometimes, some of the things that we call self-love is actually evil. Uh, do you mind? Because I took a little bit long to talk about the funeral. Maybe if you can just give me back the time. Otherwise, it's going to just confuse me when I see two minutes. Thanks, man. Let's give Dunisani a hand. Those guys, those guys at the desk there, they, they work extra hard. Amen? To make sure that uh, everything is done properly. So, my duty this morning is going to help us understand some of the things that even our society has started to accept. Things that I can tell you have got nothing to do with self-love, but everything to do with pushing an agenda that is really 
and godly. So I just want to start with a scripture this morning from the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 3. It says, for I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt each, each one, a measure of faith. Do you mind if I can just pray before we start this morning? Dear Lord, thank you so much for your mercy. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, dear Lord, that you love us so much that you gave us your son, that through him, dear Lord, we can have that reconciliation back with you. Thank you, dear Lord, for each one of us that is here this morning. Even as we share the word, I pray that let this word bring comfort. Let this word bring life. Let this word help us. We want to pray for the family of our dear sister that passed away in Limpopo this morning. That even as they go through that burial ceremony this morning, that you who has already been there, you will be there with them. And we pray comfort in the family, in her friends, in all her relatives, even as we pray this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. So, before I even delve into this scripture that I mentioned this morning, I just want to define what self-love is. When we talk about the normal, healthy self-love, we are talking about regard for one's well-being and happiness. We are talking about somebody who has a very healthy regard or a very healthy need or a very healthy attitude towards wanting themselves to be happy and wanting themselves to be, you know, okay. Like what I did this morning. Because I have so much self-love, when I wasn't feeling well on my throat, I went and I got some hot water. <laughs> Amen. If I didn't have self-love, I would have just been struggling there. Like sitting, <clears throat> coughing and coughing. No. But I just nicely went out, took water, and drank, you know, and um, uh, self-love has got nothing whatsoever to do or to be happy at the expense of another person or of the whole, like a person here telling us that they love themselves and then because they love themselves, they pull a stunt that disadvantages everyone in this congregation. That is not self-love. Actually, that is arrogance. Self-love has nothing to do with doing anything that you feel is self-love that goes against God's standard of righteousness and God's way of life and God's way of godliness. You can't tell us that because you love yourself so much and you have done something so terrible that it just makes other people feel bad. 
Self-love does not promote self-behavior. You know, that is against God's word. And most of the times, self-love, you know, uh, a lot of people have this thing of they, they say, I love myself, so don't judge me. It's, it actually, don't judge me is a cop-out. I've said it so many times. If you use it, that uh, you're telling people, you know, uh, this is my life. You know, I can do this and don't judge me. That is not Christianity. You, there's no way if you love God and you've been by the cross and you have stopped by the cross and you have seen what the Lord has done for you and you tell us, don't judge me. We will judge you, I can tell you that. We will tell you this is wrong. <laughs> me, I can't judge you. I will tell you, let, let me tell you, I read my Bible and the Bible says don't do this. So it means that if you are doing this, you are doing something wrong and then I can judge you and I can tell you that you are doing something wrong. Amen. So it's a cop-out. Most of the times when somebody says, don't judge me, don't do this and don't do that, you know the way that uh, people are living now, you know, this is, how, this is my life, I can do to my body, whatever. You do to your body, you just die. And when you die, we'll just bury you. And when we bury you, you'll just leave this earth. I see what I mean? And there's a lot of people that live life like that and they have stopped thinking that, you know, when God created us, he loved us so much that he gave us free will. But free will has got nothing to do with us doing things that are causing pain both to ourselves and to other people. Amen. So there are three things this morning that I thought let's discuss that are not self-love. But things that I've even heard people preach and they say this is self-love. Have you ever heard... Somebody says it's good to be selfish a little. You've heard that, isn't it? That it's good to be selfish a little. It's not good to be selfish a little. It's not good to be selfish. Because you see, self-love may look like selfishness, but when it's healthy, it is self-love, it's not selfishness. Now, selfishness is a lack of consideration for other people. That is what selfishness is. So what you may call being selfish may not really be selfish. If somebody says be selfish a little, what they're just trying to tell you is they're trying to focus. Maybe you are too selfless that you are also messing up your life in the name of being a good person. So what somebody is saying to you is that don't be like that. Try at least to focus a little bit on yourself because you are going, you are going beyond what you are supposed to do. I see what I mean. The Bible says that, for example, there's a scripture which says, you go out there and earn your living. And when you have enough and a surplus, then you give to the poor. So what it is talking about is that First of all, that process that you do to make sure that you are looked after, that is not selfishness. That is you making sure that you are looking after yourself. But if you took everything and you gave it away, 
And then your children and yourself and everybody else under your care are suffering and they are struggling. You are not being a good person. Actually, you have stepped out of what God wants you to do. Because God does not expect you that after you have given, you yourself should struggle. Did you hear what I'm saying? That cannot be God. That cannot be God. Because God loves you. Why should he love you more than the other person? There are times that he will make, ask you to make a sacrifice. But that is not the norm. That is not the norm. Now, the first thing that a lot of people usually uh, talk about, you know, you need to be selfish, you know. Uh, uh, for Selfishness, ladies and gentlemen, is not godly. Selfishness is a lack of consideration for other people. There are so many people, even in church today, that are very selfish. You, you, don't, you don't listen. You know? When someone is selfish, they are so excessively and so exclusively focused on themselves, even at the expense and disadvantage of other people to their own interest and to their own advantage and sometimes, sorry to say, sometimes to even their own pleasure. I have seen people that can hurt somebody just because they want other people to laugh at them. I have seen, me as a pastor, I've been a pastor for a while now. I have seen people in church that do things to just spite me as a pastor. Because that is what selfish people do. They do everything that they do because they want everybody to be looking in their direction, not in the direction of another people. That is not how God wants us to live. You can't do things that are at the expense of other people, causing pain to other people, Breaking fa families and breaking marriages. Sometimes, let me tell you, sometimes, even when you know that there is a problem, that if you speak carelessly, can create problems in another person's life, sometimes it's better to just shut up. It is, sometimes it is not to the best interest of someone for you to just carelessly start talking about things. Talking about things. Gossiping about things. If she's pregnant, her pastor and her parents will deal with it. It is not your problem. Shut up. You, you, you know sometimes how we do things because, because of our selfishness. Our selfishness causes us, you know, to, 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 to really do very, very bad things. Because you are not looking at the repercussions of what you will say 
to the other person. Sometimes just saying things can destroy someone's life. Look, if you lie about somebody and, and then you discover it's not a lie, you will not go on radio to tell everybody that I lied. But the people that hate you will go to the grave thinking that what you told them was the truth. So selfishness, selfishness is that, that thing that a lot of people have and it causes them to push their interest. Let me tell you, let me push it even further. There are people that even try to look good, but they are not good. They're just spiting somebody because they are selfish. They can even give you something. Oh, your, your mother didn't give you something. Your mother is bad. Come to me. And then you give them something. But you know that you are not giving out of love. That is selfishness. It is me. Myself. And I. In the picture. There is no one else. That is not how Christians live. And, 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 and we see that a lot. Look here. If people can become less selfish and become selfless a little, we are going to have very rich relationships. I can tell you, most of my friends, I don't have very, I, I have very few friends, but most of my friends, I can tell you, not any of them is less than 20 years as a friend. Do you know why I can sustain a relationship for that long? Because I am not selfish. Everything that I do, I calculate. Is this going to be for the interest of all of us or is it just for me? And when I really feel that this thing looks like this is for me, I don't do it. My father one time sat me down when I was still a very young guy. I was maybe in my 20s. My father sat me down and said, don't you think that sometimes you have to also consider yourself? Not that I, I am trying to push an agenda that I am the best person. I am not. I have my own thoughts. But you know what? Selfishness destroys more relationships than anything else, including marriages. Husband, selfish. Wife, selfish. They are not doing anything that is going to benefit the whole. They are doing something that will just benefit. You can't live life like that and still call yourself a child of God. Yes, you are a child of God, but you are going the wrong way. Don't do that. Don't be selfish. The second thing is arrogance. You know, you know when somebody's arrogant. <laughs> you know, arrogance is terrible. 
In the, in the book of Philippians chapter 2 verse 3 to, to 4, it says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. This is the word of God. It says that when you are doing anything, consider other people. What is this thing going to do to other people? What is this thing going to do to the friend that you are spreading rumors about? What is this thing going to do to the church that you say you love when you are doing things that are not correct? What is that thing going to do? And most of the times, because we are so selfish, we don't even think about that. We just go at it, go at it, and go at it. Now, I say the second thing is arrogance. When a person is arrogant, they are not just selfish, but they are also, they inflate a sense of worth or importance. You see, there are people that think that they are the best in everything that they do. Let me tell you, you are not Jesus. So you may think that you are the best in what you do. Truth of the matter is this. Yes, you are the best, but you are not perfect. There are certain things that you don't know. There are certain things that you don't know. So when somebody who knows certain things comes to you and say, this, this thing is not okay, you must shut up and listen. You must shut up and listen. A lot, a lot of people, I, I, have, I have come across a lot of people that think that because they are successful in one area, then they are successful in every area. I have had people in church People in church, because in their workplace, they are very successful. And in church, they think that because they are successful at work, here at church, this is a completely different fish to fry. You understand what I'm saying? Being a pastor, is com it's a completely different thing from being a CEO of a company. You pay the people that do things in your company. That's why you can scream at them. I don't pay people that stand by the door. They do it on their own. So it means it is more difficult to run a church than to run a company. People come early here to come and pack cars. Some of them run their own businesses, leaving their bed to come and pack cars. At your company, the guy that you pay big salary like that comes when it's just about time to start. And then you come here, you think that you can run a church. You can't run a church. You can't. That's arrogance. Sit down and listen. Sit down and listen. Myself, I have friends that run companies 
I, I was just seeing a friend in Malawi that ran a huge company. He was telling me, Ken, we just got 150 million to use now. US dollars. He runs a company. But you know what? When I walked into his office, he sat down and I started talking to him. Before I left, he said, Ken, you can't just go. We need to pray. And I prayed and I blessed him. Do you know why? The reason is very simple. He also knows from my side, this guy knows this. When I need something that to do business, I don't go to him and say, man, I am a pastor. I've, I'm prayed up, so I know everything. I, I, no, no, no. I just sit and like, hey, Bob, what, what do you think about this? And he goes through to me. I, when I came at this church, I, I remember I, I, I made a huge mistake. I, I told everybody, we are going to raise 1.3 million rand. And this is what we are going to do. And I stood here and I told you guys what we were going to do. Do you remember that? I went to a friend of mine. His name is Bosov. That time he was, he was the CEO of a, a, an investment company, an investment bank. I sat down and I said, man, we, 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 just, we just raised, you know, I told him the figure. I said, Ken, sit down, my friend. <laughs> this is what Bosov said to me. He says, how long have you been at Tony Central? I said, uh, the time we were trying to raise that money, I just had gone, gotten there maybe in about a year and some months. He said, hmm, why do you think somebody who has just met you can give you 1.3 million rand? That's a businessman thinking. And me as a pastor, I thought I was using faith. You see the difference? But when I sit in the presence of a businessman, I don't say I know everything. That is arrogance. I sit and I listen because I don't know everything. Me, I know how to run a prayer meeting. My prayer meetings are good. My church services are good. But not a business transaction. A business transaction, he will tell me. I, I have a lot of friends that, Pastor, don't do, do this. And I'm, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Then we do that. Arrogance is not self-love. A lot of people think arrogance is self-love. Arrogant people are overbearing. Arrogant people have this sense of superiority and they think that they are better than anyone. Anyone who has a different point of view. They come out, you know, as uh, better. You know, what, what, what do you think you can tell us? You know, what, what do you think you can tell us? I, you, you fly coach? Me, I fly business class. So what? Let me tell you, there's a guy in coach that can tell you how to run your marriage, you also. Just shut up. You're, you're in business so sad because there are certain things that you don't know. And there's a guy in coach, they're having a great time because there are certain things that he knows. Arrogance is not self-love. You are hurting yourself by being arrogant. You need to understand when God told Jacob 
to bless his children. No two children got the same blessing. And I will preach that message one day here. Not two of his children got the same blessing. Do you know why? You know why? He wanted them to depend on each other. He wanted them to know that that one is got this blessing. That one is got. You don't go around thinking that you've got all the 12 blessings. How is that possible? You'll be, then you'll be a superhuman. You won't need any of us. You, you won't actually sit down to listen. Because you have everything. What you need to understand is that you are part of a much bigger thing and you are such an important part of that. But so is everyone else. Did you hear the, what I said? You are such an important part of that hall, but so is everyone else. That is why everyone else must be respected and honored. I see, I see people that are so arrogant. You know? You see, in Romans chapter 12, it says, Through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think himself more highly. More highly. When you think of yourself more highly, what you are saying is that everyone is low. You don't think of yourself more highly. You think of yourself as an equal because you've got something to put on the table and so is everyone. Do you understand that? So, if you, th if you thought that being arrogant is loving yourself, I, I, I just want to burst your bubble this morning. It is actually wrong to be arrogant. We will talk about the difference between arrogance and confidence when we get to what it is. Because there are some times when it may look the same, but they are not the same. Arrogance is a terrible, terrible, terrible attitude. When somebody is arrogant, they make other people feel so small. Look, even when you know something better, there is no reason to make another person who doesn't know it feel small. You can say it and you can do it in a respectful way that helps them to understand. I don't think Bosov came at me and said, you know what, you are so stupid. How can you raise 1.3 million rand when you're just going into a church? No, he didn't say that. He says, you know what? You have to let those people trust you. Because I can, he told me, I can trust, I can tell you. When they see that you can use their resources properly, one day you will not raise 1.3 million rand. You will raise more. So here I was thinking, ah, you know, I've seen pastors that have even, that's why these days you, I'm going 50, you know. <laughs> you know, we just say we got 50. <laughs> you know, because we don't want to push it too high, you know. One day we'll go 100, then 1 million, you know, because now I know better. You see what I'm saying? I know 
better. I didn't say, you know what I have, what I've heard other pastors say, you know, they say, you know what, you've got to have faith. You know, you really need to have faith because me, I have faith for 1.3 million, right? I failed. (laughs) And it's not because God doesn't love me. I did it wrongly. You see that? The, the last thing that a lot of people, so there's selfishness, then there's arrogance. The last thing is freedom. Galatians chapter 5 verse 13, it says, For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. But don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to save one another. Freedom is not license for sin. Freedom should not put you in a place that make you think you are God. We are under God's rule, not the other way around. We can't start changing the word of God to fit you. You are supposed to adjust your life to fit the word of God, not the other way around. But because we say we are so free and we take this freedom to a certain extent, the the, the word that I hear a lot these days is, "This, this is a modern world. Let me tell you, there is no modern world. Things just evolve. The same things just evolve. The car that they created a long time ago has got the same principles that it uses. It has just become better, but it's a car. Another thing that you have to also know is that if you think you are modern, why can't you change the time the sun comes out? You still sleep the same time a modern person. A modern person waiting for the same time for rain. Oh, the rain season is coming. I can't plant. I thought you were modern. <laughs> Be careful that your freedom is not justification for a sinful lifestyle. Just because you are failing to follow the word of God, just acknowledge that I can't but don't say let us twist it to fit you no we will not fit the word of God to your lifestyle we will fit your lifestyle to the word of God that is how it works because God created us we didn't create God We are having so much trouble in our world today because we think that our modernism can change the way that God wanted us to live. These days, I was telling you, these days now we even have people that can just wake up in the morning. I'm told that in the morning, they feel like men. In the evening, I don't know. I'm just told. In the evening, They feel like a cow. 
And, and then, it, ladies and gentlemen, if we can continue to say that let us, let us change our laws because, you know, we have to get, at one point, we will get into so much trouble, it will be back going backwards. It will be, it will be difficult. But you see, because we are so free, we think that we can be so free that we can, be, we can go so far on a tangent and still everything is still going to be okay. I can, I can tell you, not everything will still be okay. If we take our freedom to a certain extent, we can only take a certain extent. My, uh, myself and my kids sometimes, when we go into Zambia, we, 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 we drive. And my wife, you know, we drive sometime before we had kids, we used to drive the two of us, you know. And so we drive and we drive through Botswana and then we, we always stop in Livingston. You know, we stop in Livingston and uh, when we stop in Livingston, we always visit the Victoria Falls. If, if you've never been to the Victoria Falls, great place to be. They even have uh, all types of hotels there, starting from one, two, three, four, five. So you can choose <laughs> your, your hotel. And, and then they also have lodges that start from uh, <laughs> minus one up to I don't know. So you, you can go to the Vic Falls. You have no excuse. But that's not the point. The point is this. When you go to the Victoria Falls, there is a fence. You understand? So, this is the gorge. This is the gorge. Okay? But the fence is not here. The fence is here. You see that? This is the fence. So you, you are very clever. You jump. You walk between here and here. And you think that you are safe. Because you are not in the gorge. But let me tell you, you are not safe. Because anything that happens between here and here, you are not protected. So you know what is good? The best thing is not to jump this fence. It's not very far. So you just hold the <laughs> and you see the falls. There's a lot of people that are pushing it. One guy coming from, I think, Europe or the United States jumped that, and there's a hill here. And so he came and stood on this rocky space to try and get a picture and then he flipped over and he died right down there. You understand what I'm saying? So what it is is that ladies and gentlemen, don't think that this space, just because things are still okay, this space, we will get there. Getting here, if we cross, God says, you know what, just stop here. You know, you know, you know, me, me and my wife, when we got, we, before we got married, I, I told my wife, you know, I'm a, a healthy guy. I'm 20, 30 years old. My body functions 100%. <laughs> Kissing you 
is, 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 is not seen. But I won't kiss you when we are the two of us in the dark. Because kissing you is, is, is yet. In the dark is yet. When you kiss her during the day with her parents looking and everybody, it is there. You understand? So I told her, I said, no, don't worry. Don't worry, we will get married. She can tell you. It was on, on, on the stairs of her, her house. She used to have this nice duplex and we, I sat on the stairs there and I, we put together some boundaries. So I'm not saying that when you kiss a girl, you're going to hell. It may just lead to problems if it's in the wrong place. So what I am saying, ladies and gentlemen, is that let us not fool ourselves that just because God has left some margin that we can do certain things, it means that everything is going to continue the same way it is. We will get to a place where it will become so confusing that we will have serious problems to raise children it will be a serious problem to people are taking kids out of school. One of my friends, I was talking to him in Zambia, took a child out of school. And he didn't know why the child, when the child comes home, she behaves funny. And he realized that school has been infested with a lot of stuff that is called freedom. That is selfishness. That is arrogance. And that is not freedom. Because freedom, here is 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians is a, a warning. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, it says, But you must be careful so that your freedom does not cause others with a weak conscience to stumble. You be careful that you, what you call freedom does not create more problems for yourself and for other people. The things that God, God loves us so much that he created us with what we call uh, the will. And this will is the biggest blessing you can get from God. But it can also be the biggest curse. It can also be the biggest curse. So be careful that you are not selfish. Because if you are going to be selfish, remember, you will do everything just for selfish interest, for selfish advantage, and for selfish pleasure. If you are arrogant, you think that you are more worth than other people. You know? I, I don't believe myself that I am under anyone. But I also believe that there is no one that is also under me. We are all the same. I, I told you a story about myself that many times, many times I don't find it difficult to mingle and interact with any type of person. There is a very big reason why it is not difficult. Because I've come to realize 
that no matter how low socially somebody can be, that thing that God deposited in any human being and every human being does not get squashed. If that person can flip the switch, I can tell you they would probably socially become better than yourself. Because I have seen it with my own life. Because I grew up in the village. When I came to the city, a lot of young people in the city thought that I was... You know, in Zambia, we have a word that we use for people that come from the village. You know, you know in South Africa, maybe we... I think I've heard something like, I'm a plazin, you know? <laughs> it's, it's the one, right? I'm a plazin, you know? Huh? I'm a plazin. Like the people from the farms. It's, it's, it's close to that. I, I met a guy. Thanks, Boo. I met a guy... That used to call me Emma Plasin when I came from the village. Huh? And I was coming out of the, the airport. I was coming out of the airport, drawing my nice leather bag. Huh? Nice leather bag and nice computer bag on top. I wanted to, to make it really, you know. I was really looking nice. I had just sprayed very nice perfume. I was on a nice 737-800 going to Lusaka. When I came out of the airport, the guy who called me Amaplazin is a taxi driver with a placard on his chest. Taxi. Taxi. I said, taxi. They're coming to pick me up, man. <laughs> now you're my plazy in yourself. <laughs> Just get out of my way. They're coming to pick me. You see, so, so, so us as human beings, we have potential. But our potential does not give us the right to look at other people. No matter how successful you become, keep your feet on the ground. The feet on the ground. You may smell better than the next person. I can tell you that person one day will emerge and you will be so shocked. Can we stand? So, next week, today we were talking about some negatives, but next week we want to balance this thing up. We are going to talk about the positives. Because it sounded as if I am just hitting on people. It was a deliberate move. <laughs> Next week, we are going to talk about what is, how does uh, self-love look like? You know, what, what, what is the antidote of selfishness? What is the antidote of, uh, you know, uh, arrogance? And how does freedom look like? You know? So, I really would want to uh, appeal to you. If you miss next week, get the message on our social media platforms. You know, Jacob does a great job. He puts them there all the time. So that you can listen to everything. Because it's going to give you a balance of uh, what we are talking about.
today. I don't want you to go home feeling very depressed because of what we were talking about. But we are going to balance it up next week to make sure that we know what it is. And then that other week, we are going to talk about how does the behavior of somebody who loves themselves look like? What do they do? How do they carry themselves and stuff like that? So if you don't mind, let me just pray this morning. Dear Lord, thank you so much for your goodness and thank you so much for your mercy. Thank you for loving us so much, dear Lord, that you gave us self-will. I pray in Jesus' name that, Lord, even as we go around knowing that we are free, knowing that, Lord, we have this personal will to do what we want to do with our lives, we will know that there's a standard that you have put in place that we need to measure against the will that you have given to us. So today we thank you and we bless you and we honor you because we know that sometimes life can be tough, sometimes life can be difficult, sometimes life can even be tricky. But we know that, Lord, there's a Holy Spirit that you have given to us that will always help us. That will always help us to live the way you want us to live. So we want to pray and ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you. Amen. Thank you.